<sighs> Don't you get tired of all these podcasts with topics? You know, people planning out their shows, prepping and reading before they go on. A bunch of put. Ain't nobody got time for that. This is the Shop Show. Not to brag, but we're blessed to be surrounded by some awesome friends, famous people, successful people, well-off business owners. And they have to pretend they like us because we know stuff on them. So let's blow the lid off this bitch and let's have some fun. Welcome in to the Shop Show. Now, here are your hosts, Austin and Mike. Cracks open a liquid death right at the start of the pod. Liquid. I'm gonna yeah. start it off with the good old fashioned yo 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 yo. There we go. That's what we, I was uh, waiting we for. We are we are back at the uh, Fuel HQ having a good time sitting down with the boys. We are blessed to uh, to have Shane grace us with this uh, sick spot. We've got Stu Manchu back on the the ones and twos. Mike is behind the computer, and today's guest is a legendary. We'll call him a snow whisper, um, but. Uh, you're pretty much like a legend in the in the the winter sport category, I'd say. We've got BJ and thank you, dude. Oh, you're welcome, man. I whispering snow. That's I've never oh. heard it, but whispering. that's a first. Yeah. Yeah. I heard he's he's whistling <laughs> snow. So I like to whistle, <laughs> dude. The top of Actually, for sure, hundred percent. So, part of the premise of the show is I don't like to do like loads of research if I don't know the person. I'd rather just like authentically like ask you questions and like you know sure. genuinely find out um, as we go. But Stu. I, I went and picked Stu up today. He lives right down the road from me. And I was like, uh, he's like, dude, I was listening to a little bit of the Bombhole podcast. And uh, I was like, okay, any insider info? Like, what's what's going down? And he's like, <laughs> the man whistles. And I was like, whistles? What? <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, we put it on on the drive over here. And I was like, is it too much? Can he whistle twice? <laughs> Props <laughs> too, on that too. solo. Uh, you oh, were whistled thanks, for man. quite a while on the bum. <laughs> I was like, wow. Uh, yeah, so we're going on like 30, 40 seconds of whistling. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is that yeah. a regular thing? Uh, yeah. So for the listeners, I mean, I guess so I'm a snowboarder and I like to ride big mountain lines and stuff. And so when I'm on top of the ridge, that's, that's kind of like my happy place. And uh, so, yeah. So, you know, it's like humming a song, kind of whistling a tune. I kind of have like a warrior kind of chant whistle thing that I'll do that. Uh, or it just could be some random lyrics, you know, like whether it's a old Snoop Dogg song or, you know, like... I don't know, the doors or just something that's resonating with me to get in the flow. Yeah. This yeah. like locks you in. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, I was listening to, dude, it locked me in on the way here for the podcast. Like <laughs> Steve's like, dude, you got to play it. And I, I'm like, I'm bumping it. And I'm like, holy shit, man. I was well, like, you know how it is. It's like, heavy. Well, yeah. When you're out there and, and, and I just know this from being same thing, snowboarding, it's just like you, you're just calming yourself out. You, you go know, to like just, a mental space yeah, where just you, that hmm. space. And I, I do the same thing, you know, hiking, you're snowboarding out but you just kind of like hiking. Getting, you got to get locked in for hiking. Yeah. You just, I don't know for me, it's just like I get in it and I just get in a groove and just keep moving. Same thing with surfing. I'm sitting, sitting down the waves. Just a lot of time I'm just sitting there not whistling, but I'm humming yeah. in my mind. Dude, can we get a whistle preview? A whistle. Mike has uh, no clue what we're even talking about, so, by the way. Uh, yeah. I mean, this, this is so funny <laughs> now because 
Normally, my whistling is by myself on top of a line before I like go and do something gnarly. Whatever. <laughs> suddenly, I'm whistling for the secret, world. It's a secret. I think you're not whistling man. like yeah. in a church or anything. So uh, I can whistle for you. Yes, I oh, guess. Yeah. My wife's going to be jealous because she can't even whistle, period. So <laughs> No, really? Yeah. Facts. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, I'm a whistler, too, man. I, I whistle all the time. All right. like, We're going to set the stage. The whistle-free zone. Oh, the whist- no, anymore. the whistle zone. Sorry. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> starts now. It's free to whistle zone. <laughs> free to <laughs> whistle zone. Give it a give it a go. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So <clears throat> here we go. Hell yeah. yeah. That's and just a little sample. And that's what album coming out how, soon. How how long? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you could you feel that native like yeah. you know, I think it's going to go over well in like Kansas City <laughs> and maybe Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> keep in mind like I snowboard a lot and I'm not yeah. always whistling but yeah. every generally, jump you're like yeah. Yeah. Right. It's when it's when we're uh, you know when we're out I guess filming and you yeah. just the big moments are about to happen and yeah for me it kind of calms it down a little yeah. bit or just just resonates so i get times where i have like a bad song stuck in my head and i'm like i don't want this song in my head anymore (laughs) i always go to sabbath and i just start singing like paranoid or something like iron man and i just like that iron man takes over can't go wrong yeah 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. like what are you You gonna do something you like yeah like go to like eraser of the bad song in my head right that's funny Uh, when when i was in back in high school it was my very first year running track and um, I was like, I was relatively fast. I played soccer growing up my whole life. And, uh, the soccer team, my senior year, all the kids started getting into drugs and all that, you know, the bad stuff. And I was like, I don't, I don't want to be mixed up with that crew. Like, I don't want to be involved with that. And the track coach was like, come, come run track. Like you're pretty quick. And I was like, okay, cool. And, uh, there was, there's one Wiz Khalifa song, as dumb as it sounds. We were driving down to St. George on the we bus. we just call it a Whistle Khalifa song? Yeah, Whistle <laughs> Khalifa. <laughs> we were driving down to St. George on the bus, and it, I, the song, I think, had just come out. But uh, that's been, like, my, my like weirdly enough, like, my go-to jam. I put it on, or I just even, like, kind of what you do. I'm like, Put you in a good place. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, yeah. and uh, that was my very first ever track meet, and it wasn't, like, a... It was like the season opener, so it's there's not like anybody crazy competitive down there. But I won, and I was like, "Dude, it's the song. The song <laughs> did it for me." So now, now it's every time. Yeah, yeah. So and as oddly enough, whenever that song comes on in the truck, I'm like driving to work. I'm like, "Today is gonna be. I'm gonna go kick some ass." <laughs> so Hell there yeah. you go. So, the music can really set you up like that. You yeah. know, I mean, change gets your what's up. I don't know. End of the mind. Yeah, the end of the mind. The like, Mike's talking. For those of you that can't hear, Mike's talking about a, a ski film. I'm just saying it because I can't. <laughs> he normally actually has a mic because a lot of times Mike has the mic, but um, a lot of times we're like two or three, and he'll have a mic set up over there. So got it. But we're we're full on the deck tonight. Um, but yeah, like you're like you were saying, music can like just unlock something and put you in like a weird spot and like. Um, I was listening to another podcast, uh, like a week ago and they were talking about how like music can literally put you to an exact time, right? Like if you remember when you heard that song or like what you were like, 
you know, either going through or like just that, that era. Totally. Yeah. yeah. You see with a lot of athletes, I mean, you know, you moto guys, skate guys, you know, they got their headphones on before the main event or, yeah. you know, before the big contest essentially and trying to, you know, just put your mind, get your mind right. Yeah. Right. Big time. Put yeah. that little ease, the tension a little yeah. bit sure. and just feel like getting the flow. So are you a listen to music while you ride type of guy? I used to do that uh, a lot, and uh, until I rode the backcountry more often, which, you know, you, you really need to be in tune with surroundings in the backcountry and, and your crew and, like, sounds and, mm -hmm. and feels and stuff. So I felt like it kind of took away from that. So yeah. hence the whistle. Yeah, the for sure. <laughs> you you carry radios and stuff, uh, like yeah. PCAs and stuff? Yep, yeah, yeah we're, always, we're always on the radio, um, mm -hmm. you know, your avalanche gear on as yeah. well. And so... Yeah, you're generally, uh, and then, dude, nowadays, social media, you're always whipping out your phone, filming your friend, trying to get yeah. their stories and all the yeah. content all the time, like, you know, it's kind of part of the game, so. For sure. You know, sometimes the music just in the pocket, though, with the cell phone. Yeah, Especially just cruising the resort. Uh, that's kind of what my scene is. I'll just run it. You can still talk to your friends. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. Like, still hear it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, For a while so. in my snowmobile, I, would, I had... Uh, like the Axis chassis Polaris had the little under seat compartment and I would have like a waterproof speaker in there. And like, <laughs> you couldn't hear when you're riding, but whenever, anytime you stop, you would just be like pumping reggae or whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, like, what's up, boys? Like, I... <laughs> Doesn't that limit your Bud Light capacity? Though? I'm not <laughs> like, a big drinker on the, like, yeah. I don't know. Like, uh, like, okay. yeah, I, don't, dude, I don't really, I mean, occasionally. <laughs> yeah. It, it's funny. Stu's like the very first time he came on the podcast. Now he's a regular, he just kind of sits in like co-host and, uh, He's like, I'm not really a big drinker, man, because I called him. I was like, hey, what do you want ahead of time? I was like, Wait, I can go get whatever you want. Coffee, whole milk, you know, whatever you, whatever's your. Just pounded milk yeah. over here. <laughs> Did the legend. I'm like, that milk. milk. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, but whatever's your thing, like, I'll go get it. Um, And he's like, well, you, you get good boy vodka. Like, we'll work with that. I'm like, OK, cool. And uh it was kind of funny. And I thought about this today while I was driving because he was a little bit nervous, obviously, based on circumstances of what had happened, you know, over the recent months of coming on the podcast and just kind of talking and opening up about, you know, your story. And now he's just like a regular on the pod and he's like, pour the vodka, vodka's <laughs> on, podcast is on, let's go. For every, for every pour, there's a pup. No. no. Every pour helps a helps pup. Helps <laughs> For every sip, but... There's an inside joke here. <laughs> no, last <laughs> night, we're, they have a, this um, Good Boy Vodka slogan. They have, yeah, they're like, oh, for every pour helps a pup because they do, they donate to. Oh, got it. Oh, to, that's cool. They, they so take dogs. care of I was like, oh, what do they say? Like for every tip, there's a sip. For every sip, there's a tip. <laughs> they were getting wild. But yeah. I mean, basically, like um, they, they didn't they started a nonprofit um, separate from this, but they actually fund everything from this company. So they don't take any proceeds. They fund it all themselves. And they uh, they go out and find like warrior dogs and they they either will like help rehabilitate um, dogs or they'll like place dogs with people that, you know, were like veterans or something like that and went to war. So it's kind of cool. Very that cool. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I guess anyway, the good boys. Yeah, dude, the good boys for sure. I think good they've, boys. I asked Alex actually he owns the company. I was like, dude, so what are you doing with the good girls? You got some tequila flowing <laughs> or what? <laughs> and, and he's like, he said, they're not sure yet, but they have everything locked down. It's just oh, in case. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? And the brand. Yeah. 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 So I don't know. Um, 
Tell me a little bit. I, I noticed your truck for sure. I, when mm-hmm. we when we came in, I'm I have a GMC. Mike's got a Chevy. Well, I saw. I was like, oh, that's a, that's Bjorn's truck for sure. It was a sled, sled deck. deck. I'm like, sled uh, deck. I'm like, I already pulled my sled deck, but I'm like, <laughs> but dude, still I'm still there. like yeah. going here and there. Really? So, yeah. yeah, yeah. We're kind of Utah 900 inches of snow this year. Yeah, and then we're into split boarding a lot too. Okay. So we'll like use the sleds to access and dude, put some skins on. Yeah, but I mean, primarily we'll. Dude, I'll burn that two-stroke board, you know, yeah. just all day long. We're trying to get up up to the top, you know. Hell, yeah. Um, but, yeah, man, so the trucks, it's great. It's psyched on it. It hauls the dirt bikes around, hauls the sleds around. Yeah, what I was going to ask on it was that you've had, I think it has the Cardiff, right, on the? Yeah, okay. Cardiff, yep. And I um, I feel like I've seen it around, but is that, are you part of that? Is that your, your gig or? Yeah, so Cardiff is a younger brand. Um, we've been around, I mean, five seasons now based out of okay. Utah, so Cardiff Snowcraft. And uh, we're kind of fast becoming the premium brand in snowboarding. We're kind of very thought-out, innovative, high-end snowboards and split boards. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it's been super fun to to be a part of. I, I went from riding as a pro for Rome Snowboards, uh, an East Coast company for I don't know, 10 years or something. And this opportunity came up and started out as an athlete, which then quickly led to wearing about 10 other hats with a small business. And, you know, now I'm an athlete, but I'm also sales and partnership manager and an owner and uh, yeah. kind of involved in all facets of the business really. So isn't it crazy how like having ownership in something like drives so much more of like the passion for it. And like, you're like checking on other things, making sure, you know, like you're just really like, fueling the brand so to say i mean yeah, that's um, a trademark bro yeah don't yeah. fringe shit you get 25 cents over there man yeah. hey, isn't that what <laughs> you said like what fuels it. you yeah, right yeah. and yeah, it's absolutely what's your passion right yeah and yeah. it just plugs you in for sure i mean shane's done a really good job with with the brand like fuel you know it's it's uh it's it, you create a family essentially, sure. right? Like your employees, your riders, you know, everything about it and your image, your branding. And, you know, with Cardiff, we're really trying to personify what we believe in through yeah. the brand with uh stand in high places is kind of our, mm-hmm. our tagline. So that's it's stand rad. in high places, like on top of the mountain, whether right. it's the resort or splitboarding. And then it's the product stands in high places kind of yeah. above as like premium. It's very premium. The yeah. feel. Yeah, just not even the logos. I mean, just like the overall presence of it. Yeah, so has that feel. How do how would you say that you achieve that? Right, like how do you make yourself more premium or the premium over right. someone else? Well, it starts with the founder is just a brilliant designer and and he's an architect, and okay. so he he literally you know has been designing and having snowboards made for about ten years. He didn't really want to make a snowboard company; he just wanted to make improve okay. the snowboard. For him and his friends and then so it's evolved into a business and um so yeah it starts with the product like really well thought out product we got a lot of intellectual property and patents and and different things on construction to camber profiles how the snowboards you know operate basically and and how long they last and uh, you know i can get super technical i'm a like full tech nerd i mean no go for it like i'm I'm into that i actually i was the technician for the u.s hat pipe team for like 12 years so i'm i'm pretty techie when it comes right? to that kind of yeah, stuff you know too. dude yeah. you know about carbon so, I mean, like, they send me these boards and yeah. i'm like what am i gonna do with this like right like, just like it's not gonna take a grind you know like it you know the, the thing's gonna snap it's just made out of mm-hmm. you know it's just not made well you know right i mean i remember like 
man, Richards was starting that the company Omatic, you know, yep. and Louie was yep. riding them, and like Louie's just like heavy heel heel heavy rider. He's got those like tree trunk legs, you know, and like Snap he would come boards. down and just be like, like wouldn't break the whole board, but like. If you look at it with a true bar, you're like, oh, right where the bind, you know, the heels of his bindings are. You can see the core is cracked, and it's like, yeah, you know, to get that on onto its heel edge, you're gonna go that much further. So it's like, I mean, riding pipe, you got to be pretty precise, you know, like you want yeah. you want to be able to hook up your edge right away, you know, yeah. and, you know. And I, I would look matters, at it and be yeah. like, oh man, I would just watch him ride. I was like, oh, he fucking broke that thing for sure. Like, <laughs> get it back up top. Like, Not if he was on like, a Carter, yep, bro. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. But it's like, it, yeah. I mean, so I, I feel you on the technical side. Right. Yeah. 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 How, how have you guys, like, taken that approach to, like, differentiate yourself? Because, like, for example, like a company like Liquid Death, they started out on social media way before they even released a product. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, as far as, like, your presence on social media versus, like, your presence in, like, the board shop, mm -hmm. I mean, do you try to be, you know, like equal hands or yeah i mean i well to kind of the first what you're saying the impetus on how do you be different he we literally made these snowboards for five six years before the public got them oh and perfect. so and they, the how the company unfolded a friend of his brought one of the boards up to jackson to this big shaper summit where there's hundreds of boards there there's 20 different manufacturers and everyone rides each other's stuff and they test it and his it's one good, best good board. wood or something. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. his yeah. It's kind of like Rob Kingwell does it. Yeah, yeah. Pro up in Jackson and yep. anyway. So that was like the the launch. So the product was already there. It yeah. was like, oh, okay. I guess we should, you know. And his brother in law was like, oh, I think we start selling these, you know. So that refinement happened, you know, even more over the next five years. And so, um, yeah. So the product is, you know, very high level, like I was saying. But are they made here in Utah? They are designed and tested, and we do everything we can to make them here, but we just can't really make. You can't we haven't found with costs a over somewhere else, right? Well, yeah, we haven't found a factory that works with carbon the way we all our boards have carbon laid okay. up in them, and and some, you know, there's a couple of different core builds, but yeah. Um, yeah. How many models? So, um, I mean, <laughs> we have 84 SKUs, so just all the different sizes, but there's yeah. six different models. Okay, so yeah, does that include this flipboard? Yeah, so that's the thing is, like, all the boards are first designed as a split board. Okay. So we're, like, kind of backwards, I guess you could say, from any other mm. company. Or you're forwards because so you're forward. the first one, yeah. right? Like, yeah, we're forward. We're from the backcountry to the resort. Exactly. And they're made as, like, a normal solid board. So that's mm. also led to a lot of innovation. Findings as well? Things. No, we we generally just run um, kind of the best stuff that's out there, like Union or Sparks. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. a couple of the leading brands. Does Union make a, 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 I mean, you say Sparks, I know they yeah. make a, a split board specific right. binding, but do, does Union doesn't, do they? Union does. They, do they actually have oh. a really sick binding. Oh, that's uh, cool. Their second one now is called the nice. Charger, and uh, and then they have the Explorer before that. But they're, uh, for guys like probably like us, you know, yeah. that are into more like board feel and, you know, freestyle mm -hmm. and you want it to feel the same. Mm -hmm. Split boarding, a lot of the times, the guys are more interested in super lightweight mountaineering style and yeah. for me i just want to ride normal and yeah so the the union chargers are they're the bomb yeah. they're super easy i remember like throwing cartels on the vole plates you know right. you just got this chunky thing you're like what is this and yeah. then the sparks came out and like what no plate you just slide it right on yeah. huge innovation yeah. in yeah. the last few years with yeah with all of it really and yeah yeah with the boards bindings whole setup for sure i think i have union bindings on my board i just got a uh, I can't even, I'm so bad about it. 
it's rad. It's new. Don't know what it is. <laughs> um, but when did you start writing at like a super young age or like how did you come about that? I mean, yeah, I guess I was kind of ahead of the curve in the late 80s. So I was, you know, born in 77. My parents were into skiing, grew up in Minnesota, and I was into skateboarding. And yeah. we ended up building a vert ramp out in the woods. And I was like, I don't even know, like nine or 10, 10, I think. Yeah. And I uh, saw snowboarding in a magazine. And then, yeah, I, I saved up all year and got one when I was 11 and, or 12. Yeah, like 1989, started snowboarding. So nice. Yeah, yeah, I was psyched for yeah. sure. And then we came out here. My parents, uh, just like on a family trip, like essentially, my dad worked at Alta after high school for a year and just was like, whoa, this is the place. And yeah. So then Alta said, no, you can't snowboard here, but we got to go to Snowbird. What's crazy is like living up here on the, uh, the backside of the mountains, that is like the most like legendary you know, like snow or spot to ride. Like they have the longest snow in Utah. Um, but to me, it's just such a pain to drive clear and all down and right. around. Yeah. Park but, city was always the convenience factor, but now it's just so yoked. You can't, I'm like, you, you can't, can't even get go. near the resort. I don't, I'm like, I'm over that. I, know. I just get, just on, get my on the sled, sled. go to the Uintas, you know? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we, I, yeah, I live right at the base of the UNS. You pretty much live in the UNS, yeah. but I th- I always thought it'd be cool to get in the skins. How, this could be a completely stupid question, but how in the hell does that even work? Like, a I feel split like, board? well, like not just a split board, but like putting skins on. Like, I feel like I'd just be falling down the mountain. Have you never, you never split boarded, huh? No. Yeah. Have you? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Loads. Yeah. So it's yeah. kind of, it used to be made out of seal skin actually, because if you think about seal, the water, the wicks like goes off, of, off of it yeah. in one direction and it's like kind of grabby the other way. So. Is that why you're asking how the skins work? Yeah. Like, yeah. I've oh, never yeah. done it. So yeah, they, they glide one direction and they don't the other way, you know, you think about petting a, you know, like an cat, animal that yeah. had like, you know, f- it's directional fur basically, okay. you know? And so that's a good way to like yeah. nylon yeah. and you know, mohair and it's yeah. kind of, just grabby. So yeah, you okay. the wrong way. It feels yeah. rough. Like I said, you a lot of the question- wrong way. <laughs> I fed it the wrong like way. It's like your beard. You know, it's going to be shaved the wrong way. Dude, I shaved the wrong way down there one time. I was like 10. Never again, man. <laughs> Get all the all the bumps going. But no, I mean, <clears throat> and I, I tell people a lot of times, I preface on the podcast, I'm like, that's probably what would some people would say is a a lot of like ignorant questions, but I genuinely am like interested, you know, and do you be surprised? Like we do a lot of demos at resorts and you know, we just have all the regular boards and we'll have a couple split boards there just to talk about or whatever. People will be like, what is that? Like, you're like, like at the ski resort and they're like, what, wait a minute. Those like skis. You're like, well, no, they can't, you know, you go uphill like skis, yeah, but look you together. know, you put it like so, this, yeah. Like, <laughs> snowboard. Like, One foot snowboard. Snowboard. the other. One. Yeah. And, and in that process, like, so you, I mean, you guys manufacture them, you build them, you go through the entire thing, mm-hmm. especially like being techie, how, how does that break down? Right. Like in cutting a board in half, essentially, like, yep. is there, is there different things you have to think about as far as like support and structure than what would go into a regular board? Yeah, absolutely. They're, they're made essentially like skis and you know, they're built on two separate molds. Like full surround edge yeah. on the okay. inside. Yep. In the old days, you used to have to make your own split board and you'd re- literally like, you put a jig on it and run a skill saw down the center and cut it in half. Have you yep. ever done that? And then you'd have like delamming base material and yeah. all this shit. You had know, the <laughs> T-bolts in there to get the, put the bindings on and stuff, yeah. Sounds like the whole yeah. 90s of my snowboarding career. Yeah. Really? Let's cut everything. 
cut yeah. the you know yeah. every every nose was cut down. Everything was cut down and lower profiles. This shit sounds dangerous. T-bolts, everything. No, you're trying to, no, yeah. Was, back in the day, it wasn't dangerous then. <laughs> yeah. I did that. I did jigsaw, cut the nose and tail to make it more freestyle. Like, because yeah. the board design, yeah. this was back in the day. But I didn't get into splitboarding early enough when, yeah. you know, you had to cut them in half, per se. But yeah. splitboarding was essentially started in Utah, too, which is a little, you know kind of a cool thing that's right dude utah is like home to a lot of things a lot of like companies a lot of firsts a lot of people that are like freaking legends um like well, the backcountry scene in, in utah has always been always you know kind of the spot where, where do you leading yeah. Yeah. where do you prefer to go to ride backcountry um i mean there's if i'm not going on my snowmobile it's it's funny because down in the valley you can literally in salt lake you can drive 10 to 15 minutes up big cottonwood canyon and kind of go anywhere. And same thing with Little Cottonwood Canyon. Yeah. And, you know, there's all this traffic flowing up to the top. But if you just go halfway up, you're just, you know, yeah. out there and way less people out there. And, mm. you know, it's, uh, but yeah, I generally stick in like kind of the Little Cottonwood area. There's actually Cardiff, the name of the brand, there's Cardiff Pass, which connects the two. Uh, Carter Ford, Carter oh, Pass. Right. Oh, sorry. yeah. Behind originally, I was like, man, California. Yeah. I think right. Never summer yeah. was made down in SoCal. I think, like, yeah. you know, we like, get people from yeah. Cardiff, Wales. Right. Cardiff. There's a Cardiff in Australia. We've had people buy Car Cardiff stuff based on the right. name. Cardiff yeah. by the Sea down in Cali. Right. You know? right. So, yeah. Dude, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna get in trouble because like every time <laughs> I try to like anytime somebody comes on the pod, they're like, Oh yeah, this is my brand or my company, and I'm like, Oh, cool, and I'll go on and order one or something, but I'm like, holy shit, I'm the split board, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a hefty bill, but I'll try to help <laughs> we out. We got payment plans, <laughs> yeah. 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 Got the credit card. Yeah. Yeah. The, po the podcast is reeling in the dollars right now. <laughs> but, well, let's talk sponsorship. We might be able to work out a side deal here. For sure. I mean, but I mean, I've I started snowboarding when I was like 11 years old. Uh, my parents had like just gotten divorced. My mom married some guy with like buku bucks, and she was like, "Let's get into the ritzy shit." And I was like, "Okay, <laughs> ritzy, dude." I, I got put in like a lesson, and then the very first um, rip, the guy was like, "Dude, this kid can't be in with these kids." Like I was just going faster than them, so I had to go to like a an older age group, but from, I just like fell in love with it. We'd go every weekend. Uh, I started at snow basin and it was like right after it just got done for the Olympics. So like uh, yeah. the lodge, it was like it top was awesome. tier. Yeah. The place I remember was sick. Right. When they did that, everything was brand new and nobody was there yet. No one was and there. Like, right. Yeah. And I was so confused too, as a kid, I'm like, Man, it must be because this is expensive. Like all these poor yeah. people can't afford this shit. I'm balling. You go into the bathroom and it's like your own room with like marble glove, like golden fixtures on the toilet. Yeah, You're right? like, what is this? Yeah. It's sick. Yeah. But I mean, do you prefer to just go ride backcountry then? I mean, because that's like what you're you're known for, right? Versus like the resort stuff or the park or Dude, yeah. I mean, I like to ride it all. I've kind of always been into just whatever's in front of you. The backcountry is more special because you're getting in touch with your you know, surroundings, your environment, you're get really, the whistle out, get the whistle, get to the happy place. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta kind of, you know, you're making your own calculated risk and decisions about yeah. what the terrain's going to allow or the conditions. And, but there's nothing better than resort boarding too. You're just cruising with your friends, you know, it's a controlled environment. 
for the most part. Yeah, you're like less, you don't have to think about it as much, you know. Mm-hmm. The, risk, the risk goes but down. But the yeah. people yeah. just drive me nuts these days, yeah. you know. I can't handle resorts anymore. Like, <laughs> the I, mean, I was with, with, the the, with the team for so yeah. long. and like on a mountain line. <laughs> I was like, get the fuck off my park run. <laughs> <laughs> no, I spent so much time on the resorts, like all around the world, and then we come back, and, you know, then I started getting into snowmobiling, and I'm like, oh, man. Like, I haven't seen anybody except for my homies all day. Yeah. And it's, yeah. You know, and, you know, like I was saying, you're just riding fresh pow all day long, you know? And I, originally I was like, oh, yeah, we'll bring gear. We'll go, we'll go ride, you know, ride snowboards. And I'm like, and then I'm like, now all my gear is snowmobile specific gear. It turned into a sled <laughs> Yeah. I got basically, another, yeah. Homie like, just like yeah, that. Yeah. He was, you know, running the tram. He's, he's an off road motorsports uh, ultra four racer here in Park City. And, he no longer brings a snowboard. He's like yeah. turbo sled. And yeah. That's, oh, yeah. You know, I, it's too personally, much. I, I mean, get, it, you're yeah. just, you get to the point on the snowmobile where you're, you feel like you're on a snow uh, snowboard, a snowboard or skis yeah. or whatever you're doing. Mm-hmm. You, the confidence level gets there and you're, you know, I mean, you know, riding through trees, like, uh, you know, and not even thinking about anything. And like, I mean, when I first started, I was like, I feel like I'm riding a spaceship. Like, I mean, I was just like, I mean, yeah. I, and laughing constantly while I'm riding, like just like uncontrollably laughing. Like, I mean, it's like so zenned out. Like mm. it's, yeah, it's but at the same time, you, to that point. you have some sketchy fucking stories, dude. Like about, he's like, oh, we didn't get back till three in the morning. He had a broken hip and I had to carry him out. And I'm just like, what? Well, that's it's, the reality yeah, I mean, in the backcountry yeah. though. Yeah. You know, those risks mm. are out there. Right. But I'm just meaning like the picture that most people paint, right? Like your social media, you see the fun shit, the smiles, the laughs, right? And then yeah. there's also that like, see, I, I, I analyze Here we risk. are digging out for the last two hours. Right. Yeah. And like. No, that's, shit can go down quickly in the backcountry, obviously. Yeah. yeah and um, it's just, that's part of that's the. That's like why Parker doesn't part ride of the adventure, you. really, you know? Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> Parker's, Parker's like. just too busy all the time. Dude, I don't, but he's so far off. Um, One of our, our mutual friends, is, he was like forever. He had like every Burton board. Like they had a lineup of whatever. He's like, got them all. I'm like, okay, sick. And then like the next year he got big into sledding. And I'm like, what do you do with all those snowboards? So I just sit there and collect dust. He's like all about sledding yeah. now. It's yeah. like, it's nuts. And Stu's the same way. Every video I see every weekend, they're just out ripping the sleds. But now I've got mm-hmm. you on the gram. I'm sure we'll we'll I'm, see it all. Dude, and for me, like, I love to sled. Don't get, I could just get lost out there without a snowboard yeah. and go, because I'm a dirt biker and I like to mountain bike. And okay. it's like, it Hell feels yeah. natural, you know? But it's also kind of my job. And then I'm, <laughs> the eye, my eye is, I know I could climb up that, coolie on my sled and pin it to the top and do that and i'd get that adrenaline rush but i'm yeah. more focused on well i'm gonna get to the side or the top or as close as i can on my sled hike to the top snowboard down it yeah. and now the sleds have gotten so good there's so many we call them hornets there's so many hornets just buzzing into the hive and just coming like out of nowhere <laughs> like mm. it used to be the sleds weren't yeah. as good and well, they you, sound like that too i get it yeah. like the yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I and I love those guys. Tons of my homies. That's what they do. You know, yeah. like yeah, respect it. But you like the silence with the whistle. That's all. I'm good. not. I'm not a big hill climber. And like, yeah. I, I mean, I get into the trees out in the Uintas and just go. You know, I'm more into like navigating and and just flowing. You know, like it. And you know, it's mostly even low angle stuff. You know, like I'll go out on like extreme Abbey Danger days and feel completely confident all day long. You know. Have you gone just through any of certifications? You, know, you, you need. Oh yeah, yeah. but. You, 
you know, you need 30 degrees, you know, minimum to really get a slide going, you know, I mean, not to say it's not possible at lower angle, but you know, really a lot of the stuff I ride is like not even close to 30 degrees, like 30 degrees is pretty considerable yeah. slope, you know, and if you really, you know, if you go out there and start measuring slope angles, you're like, Oh wow, you know, like do you I take like a, pro, do you take a protractor out it's there? It's only twenty five. Yeah. No, your <laughs> phone you has an inclinometer. Yeah. On yeah. There, yeah. Okay. Um, you know, <laughs> you can have so much computers. fun yeah. to your point, just in yeah. the trees, carving around, totally. like on the sides. And there's yeah. fun terrain. There's like you know little little cliffs and you know like on small slopes that have low low danger, you know, or consequence anyway, you know. And it's just there's so much fun to be had. And like I, you know, I'll go out there and have you know the parking lot's full, like you know, there's miles of trailers and I'll go out and not see one person, you know, on a weekend. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm into. Like, I, like the resort drives me insane. I can't even handle even driving close to town, you know, like no. I live out in, you know, you know, out past Camas, you know, so it's yeah. like, it's, you know, they're, you know, like it's, a lot of those trailers and those guys are, are maybe that they're the high markers that are sitting at the bottom, right. maybe don't know as much it's of the full mixed bag and, on Mirror yeah. Lake. Like some of those guys are just trail riding. They right. ride up to the pass and they come back on their like, you know, they've got like the wind, they have like right. the windshields on. You see all kinds of stuff yeah. out there, you know, but the like windshield. when you see mountain Telling guys, people. you know, they're yeah. mountain guys, you know, like just what the way they're kitted out, you know, and what they're riding, you know. Oh, I'm but, telling you, I'd be kitted, but I wouldn't be a mountain guy. No, you'd be a mountain guy. <laughs> Get your kit, bro. I know, dude, Sue's such a bad friend. He's like the worst influence because he has all the coolest shit and he does it all to the extreme. Well, like snowmobiles like, and motorcycles, man. They're yeah, but Mike and I are now looking at motorcycles. They are like, an investment. Preach. <laughs> Not a monetary investment. They're investment in fun and your like quality golf, of that's life. That's like golf you know, clubs. Like, so, you're going to have fun if you have it, you know, and yeah. you can't do it without it. Okay, so timber sled. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah? yeah. Love yeah. motorcycles. I don't know. I, I've ridden sled. some timber sleds and drunk yeah. bars, and it was freaking pretty damn rad. Yeah, it's you know, fun, but it's, it's intuitive. Yeah. You're just like, oh man, this is like. And I've ridden sleds too, but man, the timber sled feels pretty damn good. Yeah, the the learning curve on a on a timber sled is is quicker. You Super know, Super quick. Yeah, um, they're just not made for that. They're underpowered. Sure. You know, and yeah. they just. I mean, you know, compare like a four stroke four fifty motorcycle to a turbo 852 oh, yeah. stroke you yeah. know and like there's it's not even you know and the track's bigger you have more traction and like once you get to the point where you can turn it like you you think you you know like where you, you know you, you can turn it without thinking you know yeah. um that's where you want to get to and the, that learning curve is a little bit harder with the sleds but mm. that's you know like if you've already hit that you know like then you're like eh, not so much timber sled you know because mm -hmm. like i don't i wouldn't want to do that to my bike anyway just like rah, like just full, full pin, pin the whole time and you're like wanting more and more power you, you mean know? barsha doesn't yeah. ring a bell like you know, you just they, like, they, oh, need, they to your point they need like a 750 i know yeah a 752 we were, stroke you know the dude uh who invented split boarding brett kubernick cowboy he is a forecaster for the Utah Avalanche Center, and he, like, custom-built this BMW. It's, like, an 800 or 850 chassis timber sled. Crazy. And that's yeah. what he braps, you know, and it wow. gets him wow. around. And, like, but, yeah, they're totally underpowered, but the maneuvering's yeah. fun. Is it because like they're not turboed bike. or what? Yeah. They're just, a 450 is just not enough, dude, yeah. in yeah. the POW. In the yeah, yeah no, oh. like Meister came out with his, he, he's got a 450 SX with like nitrous on it, you know, and I'm like, dude, come up here. And he like comes up and tips over 
you know, have to help him pick his bike up. And then, like, by the end of the day, he blew his motor. Oh, shit. Yeah, really? Just like, he's yeah. like, oh, man. Just like, wow. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. There's just not enough power, you know? Yeah. So what? what's yours then? What's in my in comparison. Power-wise? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. what What's a moto have, like, 60 horsepower or something? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. And, like, you know, today's sleds have, like, 180. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And just the yeah. hookup, the <laughs> so, way the tracks are. Yeah. yeah. Well, I know different. Willow timber sleds, like nobody's, but like that's right. what they're into. Yeah. But they're big, like moto. Yeah. Moto people. But well, like I said, the learning curve is easy on it the timber seems, sled. It you seems can like hop it, on it. Yeah. Maybe, but it seems like it'd be easier to bury. Am I wrong? Like to get stuck in a timber sled? Well, it's funny because snowmobiles weigh like 500 pounds and like but timber take up more surface like area. 250, you know? And, you know, like I was with a guy timber sled and he was stuck on the side. And so I, I side hilled over. I'm like, Oh, dude, just just pull it over here. I'm like used to pulling sleds. I'm just like basically just picked it up out of the snow and like put it over here. <laughs> we're, we're not like, all headlocks, like too, bro. Fun, bro. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. Yo, so I'll make it this for you. We, yeah, uh, like, oh, you can't right. pick up your bike, <laughs> so, you little bitch. We took a picture yesterday. We're gonna like we're trying to like branch out, like maybe make some merch. We're gonna do some socks and you know kind of do the whole thing. But Stu, every single time he's told this story about how like he's not a fighter, but he's like kind of a bigger guy. He's like, oh. I just headlock people so we're like that's he, a good method so he, so he well, just yeah i mean that this is like you I mean you have to listen to this other episode but it's a story about we're a trying street to get fight on park city and like i had no idea why it was going on and the guy i was with was getting beat up by this guy that started a fight with the, with him for i don't know why and so he's like you know got him up against his car and he's pounding his face and so i grabbed the guy in the headlock and like pull him off him and then the guy that I that I had dinner with like like started punching him while I had the guy in the headlock and I'm like so then I'm like protecting the guy that started the fight I'm like I don't even know what's going on like stop you know and so they're all like you know talking right. about headlocks that's like the fifth headlock story though it's not that's that's not like there's like one story <laughs> maybe he's big at arm wrestling too I know <laughs> something else come out of the vault dude he could <laughs> be I'm not I'm not sure but <clears throat> so I wanted to touch on a little bit so like you've been in like video games and stuff right yeah yeah how does that process work uh i mean each one's been kind of different some of them they you know like i don't know if you ever the tony hawk thing they put the ball suit on yeah. you and like get your movements and yeah. make it look like you other ones are they just still do it like that or is that old tech now that was old tech yeah i mean i you did that though i mean now they're yeah. just like cgi it or whatever they don't yeah. even need to they, do anything totally Probably. and and they can get your style like looking yeah. like you which is pretty sick yeah. i've yeah, I've been in like five of them or something, but I, you know, like that's no big deal. What are we talking? No, like, cool, cool <laughs> I not not like recently. Yeah. Though, I put on like the that, ball suit like you know, five times. No, no, no. no, no I'm definitely not trying to brag. <laughs> All my suits have balls on them, <laughs> like green, big green balls. Yeah, dude. I definitely show up to church with a ball suit. <laughs> yeah. They don't let you leave the building with the balls. No, dude. Ball I'd get I'd get blue colored ones too. <laughs> yeah, it work. Yeah. So that, how does the logistics of that work? They call you and they're like, dude, you're a legend. We want to have you in a video game. And then they just launch you're it. You're like agent set it up or what? Uh, I mean, some, they were all kind of different. You know, some of them were through like the X games or whatever. Some of them were just through different companies, you know, that approach you or whatever. And yeah, there's like, dude, you, you're kind of one of the guys that's on the top or whatever. And we want to feature you in the game. And you're like, 
Cool. Like, cool. Yes. Yeah. Thank so, you. You're like, so what does that pay? So, and then yeah, we kind of figure that we out. Talking right? here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. not that much when you listen to like Tony, what Tony Hawk built, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like right. millions and millions. Well, like, I heard oh, like, I got another know. five million dollar check. No big deal. Right. I heard like, that. No royalties I heard that, or anything. That's different when the, the game's named <laughs> after you. Yeah. You're in the game, or it's named after you. Yeah. Right. You've heard that story though, right? Like Tony tells, like, yeah, we hey, hey, man, you want to meet me for lunch? I'm like. Yeah, that'd be cool. And he's like, he casually slides you like a $4 million check. Like, what? Yeah, things yeah. are going well. Nothing like that. Yeah. No. Or yeah. like tens of thousands of dollars type scenario. Which hey, is, it's a couple uh, bikes. Yeah. 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 You buy like it's a lot of Peter Brown motorcycles, one snowmobile. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For me, it was kids at the time. So, you <laughs> know, right. I was buying them their toys. What and, age were you when, when you got put in your first video game? Uh, I don't know. Mm, 22. Two or three or four. Okay, I, I so don't really know. Let me let me rephrase this. Did you play like video games as a kid, like growing up? Uh, a little bit, but I definitely played like the Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Yeah, you know when that came sure. out. Yeah. And then to see, you know, then to get in a video game and then have all my friends and like people play my character. That's what I, I mean. Like I had a shaved head, and you could definitely tell it was like me or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> That's pretty cool. So how yeah. like how trippy is it to like go home and be like, all right, I'm gonna bust out some video games, and now I'm playing me. Like you're up on the hill doing all the cool shit, and then yeah, you yeah. go home and you're like, I'm on the couch still doing the cool shit. It <laughs> I, it, it was kind of funny because I had a like we let this pro snowboarder live with us also, and we were really into like uh it was I can't remember if it's Ricky Carmichael, but it was a it was a Supercross game. This was early 2000s. And yeah. And then yeah. the Amped video game came out, the snowboard one. And so he would like play me and try to crash me and stuff. And, you know, I'd be like, <laughs> I'm mopping you up in the, you know, Ricky Carmichael motocross though. <laughs> yeah, so whatever. Yeah. But the yeah. biggest crash they could get, you know. Yeah. That's funny. Uh, send it off the cliff. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you, are you going to go to Supercross this weekend? I am. That's the plan. Yeah. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm into it, man. I've, uh, yeah, kind of grown up around it i used to ride for dc so i kind of in the early dc days got some cool access to some of the riders and yeah stuff like that that's rad um i was i guess i was talking to to dj d over there i was basically telling him i was like uh i've been into i guess moto or supercross <laughs> he's flipping us off <laughs> i've been into like moto or supercross i guess for i'd say like two years but really really heavily like this year like watching and following all the riders and figuring out who's who what's what and i ask you know on their podcast a lot of like how it all works and like the questions and stuff but i think what i'm most excited about i guess is just to like go and like walk around the pits and see how everything works and like the logistics because I mean, it sounds kind of nuts. I mean, you got guys like changing, what did you say, 40 tires in like four hours or something like that? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. It just seems like a like a crazy, like well-oiled machine. So I'm stoked to go and check it out. Yeah. I, what's neat for me in the, <clears throat> the YouTube age, I guess, is just now you kind of get a look into it behind the scenes. There's yeah. all these podcasters and people talking about what's going on and then privateers making their own videos. And like... We just sponsored one, don't we? Yeah. Is that, is that Tristan? <laughs> Or who's no, Tristan. Oh, no. Is Tristan here yet? No. Hmm. No. Anyway. But um, uh yeah, so but, yeah, I, I dig out on it. Like you're saying, you're getting all into it. I've kind of always been into it, but even more geeky now that I have more friends that are like, you know, it's kind of like our Super Bowl, like just knowing who the dudes are. Do and you like, play fantasy oh, Super Cross? Win and <laughs> 
What's that? Fantasy? Fantasy Supercross? Is I that don't a thing? Know. I do. Oh, yeah. yeah. I got some no, homies Grenz that do it. Grenz is super into that. Yeah. Into yeah. It. yeah. 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 It, like, he's so into Supercross. You know? Yeah. And he's like, you know, anytime, yeah, you're, you're like, oh, yeah, I want to do this. And I'm like, oh, no, Canada, the Supercross. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> right. And like, I love to watch it, but I'm like, I don't plan my life around it a lot. Yeah. But like, every time I can, I can watch it, and I'm like, oh, yeah, fuck yeah, it's on right now. I'm like, I'm going to watch it, you know? But yeah. I'm not yeah. like, you know, like counting down the days till it, you know, Supercross comes, you know, but I wish I were sometimes, but I can, I'm yeah. just like, I don't know. It, yeah, I just, it's, I've, I've been in same thing. I've been in motocross my entire life and I'm still a super fan. Yeah. Like to this day, I'm like, literally I all, I think about it every day. I'm like, Oh man, who's doing this? Who's How many doing? have you gone to this year? Oh, um, I've only been to six this year, but I used to go to all of them when I drove my van to all the box van to everyone. <clears throat> but now I kind of choose because I've got NASCAR and I do, you know, snowboard events. And I do drag racing. And so I, I got more things. But I mean, only six. What is yeah, it? Yeah, you've been to a third of them. Yeah, that's yeah. a lot. of them. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, there's, but when you used to drive to every single one, it's a whole nother story. Now it's like, I just choose like, oh, I think I'm going to go do this one, you know, because yeah. I really like Daytona. You know, it's like, oh, I'll get it. That one's guaranteed. Anaheim one. I haven't missed in almost 30 years. Okay. It's like. Same one. You Didn't know, they do? They do Anaheim twice. Is that a thing? Yeah. They used to have three. Okay. They well, they've done one, two, and three, but it depends on what's going on. What you know, basically, like San Diego is always there. Phoenix is always there. Glen, there's a there's certain ones that always are there. Yeah. And then they used to like have Anaheim one, Anaheim two. I think how many times did you Anaheim three? I think they did that like two or three twice? times. Yeah, like not many, but it's you know. It's one of those things. That's like the hub, though. Yeah. Like, everybody wants to go to Anaheim 1. My favorite races, I guess, that I've watched, like, uh, I was like, what in the hell is happening? Um, my favorite races that I've been able to watch. Um, oh, <laughs> dude, answer him. Answer him. Tell him you're on the pod. <laughs> yeah. um, my, my favorite, I, I like the Triple Crowns. Those are fun. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, oh, because exciting. They're, because they're short, short yeah. a lot of action. Yeah, it's just like the battles, I feel like, are so much more... I guess like intense. And then, you know, by the time you get to the last race, it's like, you can kind of see how the cards are going to play out. And it's like, well, this guy has to finish here. And this guy, you know, like you either yeah. going to take him out or like finish ahead of him or you're screwed pretty much. Yeah. I don't know. At a competitive level, I think that drives maybe more competitiveness. Like it's not just about points at that. Well, for, if, you're for good, if you're a good starter, it's definitely an advantage there because it is so short. Yeah. You know, there's no time to work back up. Right. But Shane, I'm, what do you think about, like, since you've been watching it for so long and into it for so long, like, are the are the courses getting, like, that much more dangerous or no. what? Like, what? They're not? Like, no. There's just, it's just like an anomaly that, yeah. like, so many of the top riders are hurt. Yeah. I don't think this it's. Year. Yeah. Because there, there's always the, you know, there's always that talk, like, you know, they let's start the season off a little bit easier and then get it progressively a little bit you know, more intense, but I don't think they're over and above anything else. Yeah. I mean, sure. The 450 is a gnarly bike and in a little tiny area and you're just, you know, of course you can have issues, but do we really need 450s? Probably not. I think we could, go, we could move down and see. Well, that's like, well, that's like Addison was saying, power. <laughs> Addison was saying that he rides a 250 and a 450. And I guess, I think he's riding the 450 this weekend. Is that what he said? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think so, only because he broke his 250. Right. Does he, does he typically ride both? Can you do that? Well, you could try to qualify yeah. for both. Right. I didn't. Yeah. I, I yeah. like I said, dude, I'm so ignorant this, about yeah. it. I'm like, I'm trying to be a the fan and get into it. Yeah. Trying to get the, they're trying to get in no matter what, whatever, whatever they can get in to get in to get some money. Okay. You know, so then time. Right. So 
So the guys that are like factory guys for the 250, how long does the factory dictate that those guys are at a 250 versus like moving up to a 450? It's a point yeah. system. You can point out. Yeah. Okay. Or, have, yeah. How many championships? There's not a lot of seats available yeah, like in the factory level for the 450. So right, you think yeah. about it, there's whatever, like a dozen, you know, less. Yeah. A dozen. So there's, even even with new teams coming in, you're still talking a very small amount. And those guys, those veterans, usually they're, they stay there pretty long. You know, I mean, if they're yeah. in that, if you're on Honda, you would stay there. Or maybe they jump around a little bit, but. For the most part, Honda you're not moving them out. Suzuki, for example, you're not moving. You're not moving like someone out out of their seat. You know, pretty right. easy. You know, okay. unless obviously they get hurt or something like that. But most mm -hmm. all those guys, the top ten are like past champions that won two fifty championships. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So like you're kind of locked in. You know, and there's a little musical horses going around with them. We're on yeah. here for three years or whatever, two years, and then so. But yeah, <clears throat> I guess to parlay back into snowboarding and a little bit more about you you've rode like you've done x games and all that type of stuff right yeah i did the x games like for the first 10 years i think of x okay. games or 12 years or a pretty good stint and then were you doing slope or like real yep. snow yeah i did this well i started in like actually my first x games was the big air but i was more of a okay. half pipe competitor oh yeah um, that was like your place right but that was, was what years were that uh 97 i think at okay. snow summit Okay. In California, yeah, right. you weren't on the team yet, right? No, I started with the team in like the mid two thousands. Okay, I think I went to oh seven or oh eight, and <laughs> it's like your daddy said, "If you ain't first, you last." Yeah. And I was really good at winning practice and stuff, and uh, I tied for first on the qualifier and the slope. And I crashed and got twentieth, and then didn't get invited uh, back. It was like top man. ten, you get invited back, or fifteen, and then you got to do points. Weird man, like the mm. format with like waiting for TV and all that. Like mm -hmm. I remember, like sitting at the top of the pipe, you know, and like I'm not even competing, and I'm just like waiting for the comp, you know, and like like I could see all my athletes being like, man. Just want to ride, you know, like in practice. They'd already practiced for so and long. I mean, like X Games has so many yeah. practices, you know, and you're like, and the timing is all weird. And and then you're like, oh, Hurry the basketball game went into overtime. Like, we have to wait, you know, and like, yeah. And meanwhile, like, the kids are just like, yeah, chomping at the bit, being like, yeah, it's cold. Yeah, and they're yeah, just, exactly. And, they're just like and then they're like, now it's time to go. You have to drop now. And you're like, wait right. a minute. No, I don't yeah. even have my helmet on. You yeah. know, like, what do you, yeah. wait, 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 wait. It's like, it's like, it's so, it's such a TV production and like, not really about the athletes. It's kind of it's kind of a weird. It's all about the dollars thing to participate it, in. Yeah. It is. They're yeah. pretty much they're leveraging you to make more money, and then they give you a little bit. Taco Bell is like yeah. you know you all little, that, which yeah. is huge exposure for the sport. But I think it's cool to see some other. There's some other things happening. The Natural Selection Tour. Do you know about that? Oh, the yeah. NST. Yeah, I don't. No, it's oh, like wow. big mountain free ride. Oh contest. yeah, yeah, yeah. Travis yeah. Rice. Yeah, Travis Rice. Yeah, on yep. the last yeah, for sure. He's done maybe like five of I'm, them. I'm since like, I think there's been yeah, like 2007 ish. I oh. do know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of those things are crazy because like it's like the initial drop in is like usually pretty big, and then it's like all about how they just like natural selection, obviously, right? Like how you pick your line, and then there's a couple like kickers that were like kind of pre-built right and built into it and then you some can, of the courses are yeah. like that some of them like go that, to alaska and just get that in the BC wild terrain. event this year was insane like those yeah. oh, those fingers like I, mm -hmm. I thought that was crazier than than the finals there's I've a been lot actually, of clips from that you know what i don't like about that is how some of them aren't aren't live and you can't like mm -hmm. you know like the alaska one wasn't live 
Right. It was the finals. And I just was like, it like loses its luster for me. Yeah. That's what you TV production. It's tough. You're yeah, on top no. of a mountain trying yeah. to link it all together. Yeah. Have riders keep dropping. It's really, yeah. you know, helicopters, safety. It's all. Yeah. yeah super no, challenging. There is a lot going on. Yeah, for sure. When it comes to like doing that type of, you know, competition, um, have you participated in anything like that where it's like a natural, like full on natural competition? Yeah. I, yep. And when you do that, do you, do you plan out, I guess, kind of like your run? Like you have like an idea of where you want to go and what tricks you want to do, or do you just kind of like let the whistle take you where it's going to go? Well, even when I'm on the top whistling, I try to visualize like okay. the line. Yeah. Not really just all just kind of rogue coming down the mountain yep. for the most part. But yeah, those contests, um, for sure. Like you have some tricks in mind or certain features it, you know, you're not usually getting to like actually ride down that mountain. So yeah. it always changes it out. The cliffs always look steeper and better from the bottom. This is nine out of 10 cliffs. When you look up at a mountain, you're like, oh, I'm going to jump off of that. And that looks cool. And I'm going to 360 that way. But and then you get on top over of it. time, you've learned that the transition <laughs> is super small on the landing. Yeah. You got to, it's all precise or it's just straight up flat landing. So line selection is a thing and like, kind of like, actually mentally going okay i'm gonna drop in over here cut across and kind of planning it out yeah that's definitely how it goes who would you say is like your biggest inspiration like in the backcountry as far as riding um man there's a couple of guys i mean it started with craig kelly he was like the founding kind of father of freestyle in the backcountry snowboarding um and then from there you know there's there's this guy johan olofsson who just used a big mountain charge just send it. This yeah. you know, Swedish guy that go to Alaska and just with a name like that, that's Parker, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. right. Yeah. Uh, and there, there's a bunch of guys nowadays. Like you know, Travis Rice is he's a friend and he's an inspiration. He you know he's not the highest level. Sounds so. stupid, but like if there's anything I've put on to like fall asleep to, it's probably those movies. Or I think they even had a Netflix series that they released. I don't know if it's still on Netflix or not. Um, but I think there was like six, maybe seven episodes, something like that. Of what? It was like the behind the scenes, um, of, um, the tra Travis Rice's movie. I'm drawing a blink right now. Oh, Art like of that's Flight? it. Art of all, Flight. Yeah, so they Art had the Flight, Art of Flight, yeah. but it was like on Netflix. It was like the behind the scenes series mm. and it was like crazy. Mm. So like when they were shooting stuff up at the cabin yeah. in Alaska, it showed them like reloading all of the guns and like making yeah. the food and like, mm -hmm all the behind the scenes shit that you don't really see. Like when they're packing their bags, like was art of flight the first in that series? I think it was right. Uh, well, he there made like community three. project, which is kind well, of first two art of flight. It, right? Then it's, that's it. That's all art of flight. Art of flight. Was um, art of flight. There's another the art of flight. One of that series. Uh, there's, I don't know. Only one art of flight brother. Yeah. <laughs> What's the next one? The final phase. Is that what it's called? Fourth phase. Fourth phase. Yeah. Okay. Fourth phase. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. art of flight, let's that's see it, it was like oh six yeah that's it that's always rad too and I, I was down in new zealand and scotty lego was one of my athletes at the time and loved scotty and um but he brought he came over it was like an off day or whatever and he's like he, he brought travis over and he's like man can you we're doing this shot like we can you can you wax our boards for this i'm like i'm like well yeah i mean it's usually like for the pipe but i'm like yeah whatever man like and i didn't even know what was going on and like i was just like <laughs> kind of new to the whole like these scene, guys want me you know? to work for free and I, but there was like that <laughs> opening scene of art of flight where they were you know and it was like you know they had some special helicopter with the you know like 
it was like the camera that they used at um for the what was the the Cineflex on the helicopter yeah, mount on the front like that yeah, yeah kind like of they, before drone filming yeah, and, yeah. exactly because it was yeah, yeah it was like mid 2000s and it was like kind of mm-hmm. early and mm-hmm. so you wax the board for but that I was like, yeah, drop and, in but I mean it's like this huge hit like and they're just like ripping down this ridge and all like this. dude Scotty like he was wearing the yellow pants with like the green jacket. Yeah. Am I wrong? I yeah, Billabong, I, the I yellow think, pants. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I, that, like, I could literally have, I just got chills on my back, but I could have literally put that on replay and it was the sickest thing. Like, Scotty's a G. He's it, like a yeah. backwoods hunter, awesome guy. Oh, dude. yeah. So, I love Scotty, man. Dude, yeah. the full camo, dude. Right. Well, the jump yeah. that they had all built and like, you're not getting equipment back in there where they're building. They built that shit with some shovels and like, Oh, it was a heli shot you're thinking yeah. of? Yeah. Dude, that's the thing is like, we're like professional diggers a lot of the times. Dude, I'm looking at straight the building cheese wedges in the backcountry. And yeah. it's nuts. There's a science to it too. Yeah. Before we sure. used to I'm just sure, yeah. stack up a pile of snow before we figured out cutting blocks like an igloo. Right. <laughs> stacking yeah. them up. Yeah. Anyways, I've met Scotty. It's old school couple, tech, but it, mm-hmm. it works, right? Totally works. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's funny, the last time I saw Scotty was at a hunting show. It was that. That's where I got the yellow from. Oh, that's John Jackson. Or John Jackson. Yeah. John Jackson did that. Oh, it was gnarly. double core. Yeah. I think that was Alaska over the big kind of gap. Yeah. Yeah. He's, dude, he's the best. He's like one of my favorite riding partners where we both ride for Black Diamond. So it's uh, sick. Dude, John is, he's. If some if Travis Rice is I don't want to say you're scared Travis but if Travis Rice is like yo there's a dude out there that could take me down it's it's John Jackson yeah. he's got that skill level and yeah yeah wow. I think in, was in, he even in the natural selection this year he he was or in was the natural hurt? selection um, no he was in it he went head to head against Torstein okay which was like a film off basically right mm. and they you got to go to your spot so the re- Torstein was on the tour before, so it was the returning guys said, "Hey, come to my zone, and we'll build jumps, and then we'll film it for a week." And that's of right. course, John was like going for the biggest, gnarliest transfer that was maybe like yeah. you know not as high a percentage of a of a make. And uh, yeah, unfortunately, he didn't get to advance. But yeah, sometimes life goes like that. That's how it is. If you, don't, if you don't go for it, how are you was it get him it? that was it him that broke his jaw? That's Scotty. Scotty that's that's yeah. that same movie. Yeah. Art of that, right. Okay. Yeah. So I just had the two confused. But hey, yeah, you know, they're he, wearing a bunch down of on snow his knee gear. Or something? Yeah. The the jawbreaker. Yeah, I, he landed on his knee. Yeah. yeah. I, that jump was, I actually showed up like a couple weeks later to hit that jump. And uh, after like Scotty had broke his jaw on it, we're like, cool, this is going to be really fun. And Travis is like trying to do triple corks and stuff and. And uh, like yeah, threading pretty, a needle through some trees, right? Is this like a major roller coaster G force uh, and just kind of like straight up and then gotcha. like a like super a short landing? Poofy landing, though, no? Uh, well, poof, we don't use that word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but it yeah. was, we say duffs. Duffs <laughs> is a word. Duffs, duffs. duffs. <laughs> totally duffs. Oh, but man. no, it was uh, one of those pow landings. Yeah. That, like poofy. A oh, poofy. <laughs> a super poof. Poof. <laughs> yeah. Nah. It's a new term. Dude, coin that shit. Uh, but if you sure. watch Scotty in the video, he does the trick and just comes around and he just lands like in a hole, like in that yeah. lack yeah. of training. So isn't uh, it? Didn't go over well with the team. Go, <laughs> I didn't land anything. I did no? like, not no, much. No, I mean, well, the, the U.S. team is like just wants some red half pipe, you know? He's right. Like filming, you know? So that it's like that's a it's like they're they're torn, you know? Like the you know like 
a lot of guys, you know, like Ben Ferguson was my athlete too. And like, obviously mm-hmm. like he's a backcountry wizard, you know, but like, you know, he, but he was also a really good pipe rider, you know, like, and I don't know. It's just like, and you for know, Scotty, that was like launching yeah. his career. The half pipes, one yeah, thing, but totally. to go film with Travis Rice or same thing right. with Ferg. Like yeah, he, yeah, totally. You know, Red Bull, both of them, yeah, doing the same. And now yeah. look at him, you know, carve out a whole path. Yeah. But yeah, the U.S. snowboard team be like, yeah, nah. no, it's like, you're yeah. like oh, even though they don't pay you or do yeah, anything, no, no, but like, that's yeah. like the yeah. corporate side of yeah. things, though, right? Like, yeah, yeah, it, yeah it's it's us the jock scene, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're like, wait you're a minute, like, I, wind yeah. it up and just start spinning. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a four year cycle, right? Like, yeah. let's get you in the Olympics. Oh, and, totally, yeah. yeah. And then the Olympics are like, I mean, the the past couple have been good, but that, like the two that I went to, like Vancouver, like the pipe was like. I mean, made out of hay bales with like some snow they helicoptered in, they threw over it. It was at Cyprus. It was basically at sea level and it was like raining hmm. and it was just the worst conditions actually for the, for the women. It was all right. They had it like, it was still terrible, but it was like, they it like made it, you know, like with chemicals and stuff, like made the snow solid. But then like, I mean, the flat, right? that was 2010. Yeah. yeah. The flat bottom was just like a war zone of like, you know, you're just like a mogul field or something, you know, like mm-hmm. of, of like sugar moguls. Like, yeah. And so the, these riders are trying to go, you know, like full speed and it's like 22 foot pipe. Like you yeah. need speed, you know, and it was just a total shit show. And like, and then in Russia, same, same thing, like a little bit different though. And, and they're Sochi. like icing it. Yeah. And like, I mean, you know, you see Danny Davis, like, you know, he's going to switch across the flat bottom and just like, you know, goes over the bars. It was just like basically because the flat bottom was shit, you know, like, and I mean, mm. I don't was, know how you're supposed to do, you it was know, the fault of the condition. You're like, Oh yeah, it's the top, you know, it's the pinnacle of the sport, but you know, mm. it's hard to really, you know, ride, you know, and all the qualifiers that whole year were like the best pipes of the year, you know, like we had a double qualifier at mammoth and it was like all time, you know, mm-hmm. like it's one of the greatest pipe comps I've ever seen. And like, and then you go and then, the main the main competition you know at the olympics and yeah and it's just like terrible conditions and they're just trying to that's what you like, get basically survive <laughs> yeah totally yeah. so it's just they need it's weird chris gunnerson you know? snowpark technologies yeah. totally gunny gunny, gunny. it's running woodward yeah. you guys on the gunny well, yeah, it's we almost gunny. like political too like who yeah. gets to cut the pipe you right know? like in you know what country and sanction you know it's like it's it's weird, you know. Like Olympics has a lot of politics going on. Yeah, yeah but at the end of the day, they're gonna try to make it the. I mean, is a. It's not know. always about the athlete, dude. Trust me. Oh, being yeah. involved in <laughs> in Olymp, well, didn't go, but yeah, it's the even the U.S. snowboard team. They do a lot of good things for some of their athletes and stuff. I'm not dogging on them, but the IOC and the FIS and the organization behind, you know, the Olympics, oh, yeah. the governing not body about. The athletes. Let's it's be all, honest, and that's all part of the politics yeah. too. And yeah. you know, I got to give say this too that like Olympics is not just about snowboarding. And like, there's right. so many sports, you know. So it's hard to really, you know, like even though like snowboarding, you know, Big was draw. like one of the most, yeah, yeah like you know, watched. I'd say that events. is the draw. Yeah, I mean, a lot yeah. of people just like want to see that, but you know, like you also you need to think about you know. Men's downhill. Losers. Yeah. 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 For <laughs> There's sure. a bunch yeah. of losers at the Olympics, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. you got to take care of the losers. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bunch of losers, those guys. <laughs> Damn They're like it. a poofy down there. Talking about yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, so to get out, go back a little bit. Um, obviously, you know, Olympics rad. Um, to talk about like the, the creative, like brainchild of like Travis. Um, mm-hmm. 
are you in works of, you know, maybe doing something like that? Or have you, have you ever wanted to like build your own body of work, right? Where you go recruit your homies and like, you know, put a whole production together. You know, I, <laughs> during those times, like I, I, I've had my own brand. So Celtech glove and accessories and, and yeah. snowboarding. And so I was very focused on like that side of the like business. And yeah. The brand and yeah. And, and making that work and raising two kids, two sons at the same time. And, um, I didn't really, Travis was kind of laying out that path, which was really cool. And I got to be a part of the, the first one, which was sick, but, um, crash and didn't do good, <laughs> good mm. fighting back. So that's how it goes. But I would, you know, it's, a, it is a full on legacy that he's built. It's something that's bigger than just him or his snowboarding essentially. So. Right. But I mean, like, uh, even on like a local level, like you mentioned right. earlier, like YouTube and all of those kinds of things, like, um, I mean, if I was as badass as you at any one given thing, you know, I'd be like strutting my shit, you know, <laughs> I'd be like, let's fucking get a camera behind it. And like, well, you did your, you had that, uh, video when I came and saw what was that about six months ago, maybe? The, oh, the yeah. Of, the behind the, you know, your, your story. What was that one called? Well, yeah. So we had a premiere, uh, Lifeline, which is essentially kind of about my career and then surviving in the backcountry. And uh, we did like a premiere in Salt Lake in December, but we didn't release the project yet. It'll come out um, this fall, fall 2023. Put it on your calendar. Yeah, yeah, which was it really was fun to really be part good. of. And, and uh, Dude, I didn't get an name, make it happen. Shit. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm I mean, kidding. you know, that's, who are you? Hundred <laughs> percent. So He's the guy landed on the poofs or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> super yeah. poofy guy. Dude, super poofy guy. <laughs> I mean, can you call a jacket poofy? You can call jacket. it a puffy. Yeah. Puffy, kind of poofy, puffy. <laughs> Nobody wears a poofy jacket. <laughs> Maybe dude. a Deer Valley, bro. You look <laughs> oh, pretty yeah. close to that. One right? piece poof, dude, poof jacket. My in-laws took me skiing at Deer Valley one time, dude. It was a shit show. I, I don't know what to do with my feet, man. I'm like, what is happening? Going down. It's not a good, not a good deal. Totally, totally into the board thing for sure. Got it. Do you ski as well? I not since I started snowboarding. No. Okay. So I mean, I I'm into skiing. I have some backcountry buddies that are skiers and stuff. My parents ski, and uh, all the all the grandkids learn to ski. So my my brothers' kids and my kids, they all start out skiing, and then yeah, my daughter's skiing right now. You know, but yeah. I mean, at one we had her on a snowboard, you know, and she the boots are basically just holding her up, you know, but we're like <laughs> right. pushing her down like the cross country trail, and you know, it, it's super cute. But now she's the learning curve with with skiing is like easier because you're not like. You can take that edge catch slam, yeah. you know, and like you're learning edge control. And I think it's a good way to, to go, you know, and now navigate the it's mountain. It's crazy yeah. to yeah. watch her like, you know, and like she took off this year. She's skied in four different states. Dude, I've watched she your daughter. Squaw, Jackson, yeah. like Bryson, Snow Basin, Park City, you know, like she's been all over and she skis with like eight year olds. She's four. You know, yeah. and I'm like, yeah. holy shit. Like it's I'm like. Slow down, dude. She's like, she's a badass. She wouldn't, hard, give me, yeah. she wouldn't give me knuckles today. I was like, Yo, Starling, oh, give me yeah, some knuckles. She's, she's off. She looked, no, she wasn't even shy. Dude. She she's like, like, looked well, at like me and was said, like, When you got the skills, mm, you got to be like flouting it, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She was like, Dude, I'm hot, shit. get out of here. <laughs> your son is shredding though these days. How is your yeah. son? How old are your sons? Uh, 17 and 20. So, Dang, yeah, yeah, they're uh, they're both rippers, they're you know, into it, into it, and uh. But yeah, the Micaiah, who you see more on like social media and stuff, he's yeah. got some sponsors. Wait, that's your son? He's, he's the one it. who rode into the creek there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, what is he doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, he got a little skim going, but 
Yeah. Maybe a little more speed next time. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, that's like, if it you was, don't want to ride over that waterfall, it's oh, like a 10 okay. foot thing and that's oh, all yeah. rocks. And yeah. yeah, I was like, he's like set that up. It's in our backyard. Yeah. Just uh, for the listeners, there's just right. this runoff stream and a, a big old tube and came out there and he's like, Dad, you feel me on this? I'm sure. Board's like, sure. <laughs> just like jump right on. And I'm like, oh man. You should have a helmet on. <laughs> I remember <laughs> your comment afterward. I'm like, yeah, yeah that's yeah, pretty wet funny. Boots, yeah, no like, was that was that good? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> to make. So yeah, they're into yeah. it. They're like into mountain biking. They skate. They're yeah. into moto. Um, Bear, my oldest son, he's does some rock climbing also. And so, dude, that's a whole different yeah. kind of muscles. Like, right? Yeah, it is bizarre. Like, I think Mikey's a rock. You rock climb, right? Yeah, dude, I have like fear of like heights in terms of like I'll go all the way up on top of a mountain, right, and like look down, no problem. But like when I can like fall and hurt some shit, I'm like, count me out, dog. <laughs> yeah, not stick into stick to it. the throttle thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Some, matter. something. Yeah. You were big into like all that type of stuff, right? Like guiding. Did you ever? Um, did you ever well, climb? Yeah, I did actually. Um, I worked in so I was a, um, a river guide for a while, and it brought me out to Utah. And then I worked a few seasons in West Virginia, and it was just two days a week that we'd work on the river, but we lived on the New River Gorge, which is, like, a huge climbing area. So we'd, like, midweek, we'd just go out climbing and, like, hang out. And, I, like, I had, a, I had a buddy that was, like, super into it. He knew what he was doing. I had yeah. no idea, you know. But, you know, by the end of it, I was, like, you know, like, leading trad routes and stuff, you know. That's sick. But I, I don't have definitely not the body awesome. type of climbing. You know, yeah. like, you know it's like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, but <laughs> hey, you know, you got you to try, right? You Did know, you what are you going to not go climbing? <laughs> it's like, oh. Yeah, yeah like those guys are pretty thin, you know? You got to, you know. Yeah, there's a muscle, so muscle to weight ratio. Yeah. These yeah. little fingers are not holding me up, all right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know that I'm, I'm good for that. I'm good for like shoveling gravel and doing some <laughs> dumb shit, but <laughs> definitely, definitely not, not rock climbing for sure. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. You know, it's, kind of go back to, to BJ. We've been, um, you know, both of us snowboarded back in the, this is like we were talking about earlier, at, you know, probably what was it? late 80s early 90s somewhere in that range yeah <clears throat> this is all because everybody incubated at hood mm-hmm. if you were into snowboarding you you ended up at hood no matter i've never what. snowboarded there but that's all anyone seems to be talking about well it's yeah. just it's the summer thing you know like if you're going to be a real snowboarder you go to hood you know and this was the case back I'm then fake well they got camps out there you know so yeah. like people from all over the country go out and they you know all over the world yeah yeah i true. mean even yeah. back then there yeah, was yeah. japanese all over the place yeah and um, we were just kind of reminiscent of those times. And it's funny because a lot of years go by and, and and we've met here and there over the past, I don't know what, 20 or 30 years. But, you know, it's like I would go out in moto at, at what was it, Jordan River, and he's parked right next to me. And I'm mm-hmm. like, whoa, like, holy shit. You know, we're like, and, you know, same thing. It's like, and he even comes from riding moto. You lived in, in near um, Spring Creek, right? We're a couple hours away from in Minnesota, like yeah. Melville, Spring Creek. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that, yeah. that was kind of your. That's like your, west Minnesota. It's like kind of southeast from me. Okay. But yeah. Okay. But that's like the national track. You, yeah. Maybe, yeah. You probably know that. And the Martin brothers come yep. out of there. Yeah, for sure. They're sick. But but it's just yeah. kind of cool to reconnect and go. Wow. Oh no way! You ride moto too? Like, and I've been literally riding my whole life, and it's like. Oh shit, we're gonna go ride some dirt bikes yeah. now. You know, it's like a whole revolution of like years and years and years, and all of a sudden you're like, damn, this is fun. You know, like 
reconnecting and then riding dirt bike when you start out being snowboarders, you know? Right, but like, I mean, yeah. still all of passion. action sports, dude. All of action sports. Everybody, like, kind of knows everybody. And if you don't know them, then your buddy knows them, right? And there's yeah. just this, like, weird connection. And it just, yeah. it seems like, even just doing the podcast, uh, as of late, it's been like, oh, yeah, you know, so-and-so. Oh, man, we did a whole shoot back in, you know, 07. And we did this, this, and that. And I'm like, holy shit, what? That's crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's a seems, small community. Right. And we're all kind of seeking the same adrenaline and, like, something around our action yeah you know? so yeah. we're connected in it's, a way yeah a one person's into that the other person's into that and you're like, oh you should try this you love it and like, yeah. oh shit yeah, and then just, you're like it just rubs off yeah just yeah. like naturally yeah. link up <clears throat> so with you you know doing all of the crazy shit you're now you know a little bit of a family man and you've got you know the business side of things going on what does the day-to-day look like now versus like you know yeah. go back like 10 15 years i mean it's it's kind of funny because I've just sustained as far as the, like the crazy stuff, I guess. Like yeah. I just don't get as many ride days now. So I go to the office, you know, in the wintertime it's less. Um, COVID, was a bit, COVID was, you know, a thing. So it's, you know, you weren't in the office at all or yeah. whatever, just all out on the mountain. But yeah, kind of my daily is Mondays and Wednesdays for sure. And then Fridays kind of optional at the office. Um, just depends. I'm still doing tasks like daily, yeah. but in the wintertime, there's, there's a lot of content and shoot days. And then I have other sponsors besides, you know, my, besides Cardiff and my yeah. duties with them. So, you know, there's other trips and other things that come up. Obligations so, for like film and content and all of that stuff. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, like the cool part is we planned a family young, you know, I, I think, you know, I got married at 23, I'm 46 now. And, uh, there isn't a lot of, there's, I would say less than, 10 snowboarders getting paid that are over, you know, 35, 40, I guess. Right. Yeah. 40. So the longevity is so. there. The cool thing is, though, too, is like, like you said, like finding a family young. My wife and I, we did the same thing where we're like, all right, are we having kids? Sure. Okay. How many? This many. Let's get it done. And then, like, let's get it done. I mean, yeah. it, it was literally let's get yeah. the business. And, was, you, and you want to, yeah, bring out the young and you right. can, that's but, the point. You can still interact and do things exactly, with like, the, your whole right. kind of span. Right. So, like, you're probably still teaching them and showing them how to do cool shit that they like technically aren't even on like the, the technical aspect of doing right. So they're like, it's cool to be able to like in yourself, have that example in your kids, right? You're not like, Oh shit, let me break out my Walker, you know, cause yeah. well, we waited cause too I'm long. 48 with a four year old. Yeah. Right. Dude, I, have, I have homies that are like 40s yeah. and they got young kids and yeah. they're like, you should have another one. I'm like, yeah, I'm just getting like a lot of freedom like, back. My wife yeah. and I were both just like traveling around the whole it's time and like, then right. we're like, oh, let's settle down. Yeah, but you're yeah. also like a legend. Like Stu's just doing crazy shit. He's also a, a world-renowned pickleball champion. Yeah. If you, oh, yeah. I've only played once. Yeah. But he's undefeated. But he's undefeated. <laughs> but he's undefeated, dude. Yeah. I don't know. I th- Well, for like Stu, it's, you probably have that same mentality, right? I've always tried to build my life around i'm a lifer the sports that you do kind of like those are my passions like riding dirt bikes i'm not you know i I can go out and ride any any track or whatever i'm not trying to go 100 feet or whatever i'm not trying to prove anything and in snowboarding not trying to prove anything i'm just but i'm still trying to push my ability level right like Still You're not like, comparing yourself to someone else. I feel like the older you get, the wiser you get too. But you can yeah. like make your calculated judgments better. You know, like, mm-hmm. oh, you know what? Like, right now, it's not the time for that. You know, hit to hit that, or like, you know, mm-hmm. I, like, you know, like. You know, racing or racing motos, like you're like, oh, you run with a little more control, even that you like you're you're more aware of your limit. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, you've already so made like, that fucking mistake. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you're like less so you're like, likely to, to, like, to have a, like up, a you yeah. know, catastrophic yeah, yeah. crash, you know? I just whiskey throttle. I, I could pull over now. Yeah. You know, yeah. You're like, okay. <laughs> right. I'm like, okay. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, yeah, my last race, I was like, oh, shit. I'm like, I was, I had a little whiskey throttle. I was like, dude, simmer down. You know, yeah, like, yeah. you don't, you like, you're risk like, tolerance is yeah exactly because like, yeah. you know the consequences you know yeah. that like oh wait a yeah. i just saved myself from dying you know yeah. it's like okay yeah do, you, check. do mm-hmm. you still scare scare yourself like in the background like do you ever like hit something you're like oh okay you know tone it down uh yeah i'm i don't know i still have that kind of innateness and to like push myself and i'll you know go out with a team and they're like oh you're got gnarly or whatever and for me it's a calculated risk but yet there's probably there's always some the scaring part i try not to live with like the fear Fear of it of course there's Mm -hmm. dude i catch that rock and i flip down that and i bash my face it's over or whatever so then you have to like weigh it out like okay is it worth it and then i'm like well i know i can do it yeah and then there but there's still you're like well there's that point three percent chance that you know like when you get in there that's when the whistling gonna get starts. snow snake yeah, and, yeah. yeah. How, like, how hard is it for you to you know be at the extreme level that you're at and you you know you've got kids that are at the age where they can go out and rip and do that same thing mm-hmm. how uh i guess influential or protective are you of being like well maybe you should hold back a little bit you know i kind of give them the tools and say dude I, you got to believe in yourself. This isn't something you got to visualize. You got to do it. I say there is no limits, like oh, yeah. limitlessness. Now the helmet wearing thing, I made them wear a helmet. Their whole, you know, as they're coming up, it's like natural. And yeah. then bear turns 18, takes the helmet off. What first thing that happens, he hits that. You know, uh, then my younger son, who's like 15 Does he put it back time, on though? Mm-mm. No. No, 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 no. he's 18. He's like, is no. Is it like a rebellion thing? He's like, he's like, oh, well, I'm not wearing not cool. it because I, I don't know? have to now. Do you rock a helmet or no? That's the thing is I, now I do. And I try to lead, lead by example. Type yeah, thing. I didn't that, until like the last couple of years, really. And because uh, I'm kind of like, well, I managed to make it this long without, you know, bash my brains out. Let's, but it's only one time, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I believe in anybody, you know, let's if you're don't define yourself don't let anybody else define you and i'm not going to do that for my kids if they're interested in an activity and i they're natural at it i'm going to try to help elevate that maybe through some insight and it's funny you think you're the rad dad or whatever they're going to listen to you but it's i run into this all the time with my other friends that have kids are like your dad doesn't know much you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> i've done that trick or whatever but you know what i'm saying kids are gonna be kids but yeah, yeah, yeah. let them do what they want to do and just you know but if they're doing something stupid yeah like, you know i'm gonna say like yeah. yo dude look at that consequence here's the risk you're taking yeah i do yeah. that with my daughter all the time they're like oh like well here's what could happen you know like so you have to watch out for that does she you know? see like, that though does she yeah make and the i mean i just like logically explain what the possibility could happen and right. she's like Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe like I'll watch out for that. It doesn't yeah, quite it's get like, it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, Dude, that's the crazy it, thing is like you talk about like you know pushing them to do something right, and you see a lot of parents that like live vicariously through their kids because they weren't mm-hmm. what they wanted to be, so they're like trying to shove their kids into it. And it's like we just we just my son's in soccer because that's like the first like kind of natural sport, right? Like you just go play rec soccer. You either put the jersey on yellow or black or it's just her first jersey and it's like he's having fun with it but you can see like in him he's more like techie 
right? Like he likes the iPad and like he's wicked good at it. Like he teaches me shit that I don't know how to do. I'm like, how'd you do that? And he's like, well, if you can double screen it and go like this and that. Mm-hmm. And then you give an iPad to my daughter and she's like, she wants to throw it at your face and then beat the shit out of you. And yeah. it's like, well, you guys should be opposite, you yeah. know? But it's like, no, just kind of take it as it is. Yeah, nurture their talents and what For they're sure. interested in. And if your kid don't want to play soccer, I mean, if my if my son wanted to be, you know, a, a ski pro skier, which wasn't what I was chasing. Cool, man. Like I got nothing. Yeah, you, yeah. Like your own do thing. that. Like take yeah. your lane and just give them opportunities, you know, and, and, uh, see how it develops. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, <clears throat> are you big into, have you ever like wake surfed or wakeboarded? You do any of that? Yeah. A, a bit of it being like in Minnesota a lot in the summertime. My so like 14,000 lakes or something. Is that what it's they the have land there? of 10,000, 10,000 10, yeah. on the okay. license plate, but you could be right. I think there's yeah. more I mean, like that's 12 not or accurate something. It's <laughs> on the license plate, <laughs> right. dumbass. <laughs> Greatest that's snow proven. Uh, the wake surfing's fun though. My older brother Tor's got a boat and what uh, kind? Boat, uh, ski nautique, I think. Super nautique or ski nautique? Because I don't think you can surf behind a ski. Okay, yeah, he's checking on the boat scenes. Yeah. Yeah. careful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Super so, like, nautique. Uh, now you come from the wakeboard world. The boat says ski. Wait, no, I think it's a it's, poofy boat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's got a poof on it. No, but hey, look, program like, it with your phone. <laughs> no, but like, look, like snowboarding's like your thing, right? Like, I was big into like the water sports scene, yeah. and the wake surfing, the wakeboarding, and like I can literally talk to you about pitch and like how to set literally like, oh, at, you're at this elevation, you need a different prop, you know, like mm-hmm. the nerdy shit of it. So like. That's my thing, but um, well, we need you because his wake's not the optimal wake. It's all right, dude. There's so, it's, it's, it's figured out. Yeah, dude, we could get. I could literally like a phone call, and we can get some of the pros out here, dude, and they'll dial you in. Like, it's nuts. Like, I had uh, my buddy Sean Silver. I've, I've become really close friends with. I've been lucky to. Um, he's like the top top dude in the world right now, um, and. Now he rides for Centurion, which is the boat company that we have. Um, I, I worked with that manufacturer a lot. Uh, Correct Craft is who makes Centurion and actually Super Nautique. So it's like the parent company. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have a, a lake house up in Bear Lake. Sick. And yeah, on the east side, it's dope. It's grand, It was built in the 80s, so it's grandfathered in. We have our own boat launch and everything. So like we don't have to go mess with like all the bullshit on the other side. That's cool. Um, and... I was like, we we did a, a, a Lake Wake Life photo shoot where we had all of our sponsored riders, flew everybody out, food, the whole nine. I like built out these stupid goodie bags, which were probably just a waste of money, but it was showing them I cared. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, we had like custom speakers and shirts and hoodies, the whole thing. And uh, we were missing socks. But um, Sean was like, dude, what are you doing with this wave? And I was like, I've thought it's been pretty good, you know, like I've been able to figure it out, but dialing in your wave is such a like key component. Like Mm -hmm. you can literally 10 X yourself as a rider. If you get the wave set to how it should be, like the amount of push, the height, everything, like how steep it is. And he goes different for different types of riding too, right? Kind of, but like, well, there's only, I mean, there's really there's skim and there's surf and Sean, I've been challenged. I challenged myself like two years ago to ride skim more. Um, which it's just like more squiggly, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, it's a lot harder to no ride. Fin. Like, no fin to skim. Yeah, no, I don't think I've skimmed. Yeah. No fin, yeah. but it's, there's so much more creativity. It's like, you can unlock so many more things, um, versus like surf style. And he was like, Oh bro, let me, let me do this for you. And then he's like, do you have any other weight? And we had, I think like 500 extra pounds of like lead weight, just the 50 pound bags. And we shifted them around, moved them around. 
and it's crazy. I mean, we literally unlocked like 10 chapters of a book in 30 seconds of a pro just jumping on your boat and being like, oh, it's this easy. Uh, fat friends are good when you like surfing. <laughs> For I sure. love how geeked out you are about it. I'm just thinking I'm, how I sound when I talk about carbon and snowboards. Or okay. Right. Sorry. No, right. Sorry. No, I'm like, sick though. Like, like, I'm backing it. Yeah. yeah. Like, so the, the thing that like really drove the success of like the company and also like kind of killed it was, um, my availability with kids. Um, I was traveling every single weekend, but my uncle, he's not, I'd call him my uncle, but his name's Rob. They built this uh, proprietary like bounce back surf rope um, and the bungee in it is adjustable. So basically there's uh, like a, like a rubber band almost inside of the rope and on each end it had like loops and outside of the rope, the loop would pop out and then you could tighten it. So you could move it up and down the rope for the elasticity. Um, so like you could set it and basically when you let go of the rope, that's one of the big things is like when you're learning how to wake surf, you, you're, you're like, oh, I got it. I got it. And everybody tries to throw the, the, mm -hmm. the rope back into the mm -hmm. boat. But as soon as you do that, you shift all your weight to your front foot, your hip, everything, and you fall. And then it's like wow. everything that you just worked on, your entire purpose was just fucking thrown out the window. And it's like, how can we help resolve and make a safer thing? And so by putting the bungee into the boat, you're not knocking kids' teeth out because it's adjustable, right? So it's like Smart. once you just knock their kids' yeah. teeth out. And so it's once you get oh, chucking that thing, right? So right? you don't, so How you don't are they gonna learn if you don't knock your teeth out. Yeah. Well, and so you don't <laughs> need to do that anymore. And so like they would get into like the sweet spot. And once you got into the sweet spot, the whole premise was is get the rope away from the rider for safety. And it's like a T handle instead of a triangle. So it won't get caught on your fin, your arm, your leg. And once you're there. You know, don't look at the people in the boat. You just let go. And the mm -hmm. rope just makes it right out of the way. And it wasn't like this crazy pop or hop. And so that's that was like the thing that tied us in. Now that's the official rope of like the Wake Surf World Championship. So it's rad. They signed like a multi-year deal. They're running that. I kind of I dipped out on it and started landscaping and doing a podcast. But <laughs> it, I mean, it's still a cool, super cool thing to like be a part of and still have all of those relationships. But right, dude, seriously, hit me up and we'll I'm talking like you can get and anybody. bring your fat friends. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, like literally the difference. Thick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> dude, just I, if, I needed that for my nieces when they all learn how to wake surf because 100 yeah, percent, dude, they're going down. It's like stick your fat friend in the back corner of whatever side you're riding on. And another thing that people don't realize is like they'll be like, oh, are you regular or goofy? They'll set the boat up and then all they do is hit left or right. But the prop rotation has such a big difference in like how it changes the wave like on the goofy side the wave's always going to be better just because of prop rotation the way that it's mm. rotating so you have to figure out you know the weight difference the speed i'm talking like 0.1 speed 0.1 of a mile per hour can change your the entire shape of your wave as far as oh, like for cleaning sure. it up so there's my five minutes of geeking out yeah. about wake surfing. I love that. <laughs> yeah, I was like counting we, down. We just go back and forth on end. Lake of Minnesota and be like, why does wake suck, man? It's like higher right now. And <laughs> so we had no idea. It was like 0.1. Is that what mattered? And you needed two big dudes in the back. Yeah. You know? like, yeah. Well, I mean, and like. It's an extra 500 pounds here. Well, there's like a big thing too, right? Like you can have ballast in the boat, but then you can add fat sacks like to those back compartments. Like people are like, those are for the life jackets. No, pussy. No. Put some more weight yeah. in there. 
like, it's Papa Wheelie. Yeah. 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 Like, no, we had an 08 Mastercraft X Star, which is a, it was a good wake boarding Wakeboarding boat. boat for it's a sure. wakeboarding boat, but we would only surf on it. But we had, I think we'd put like 800 pounds in the, in the rear Dude. compartment. And then, like, you know, and it was pretty, pretty dialed. I mean, like, you know, our perfect pass was busted, but like, we'd always get it like at the right speed. And I mean, it was, it was great. Yeah. Like 11.2, 11.3 is like the spot, but like, for us, like you're not surfing unless the water is like three inches below the back leather on the boat when you're stuck. Got it. I mean, like, wow. You, you, in, the purpose is to sink the fuck out of the boat, right? Because when you're going, it's not in the water, but when you stop, yeah, I mean, well, you're, that's why all the newer boats are like really deep holes. They I have think, deep, you know, yeah. so they're displacing more water, and which causes sure. a bigger bigger wave for sure but i mean, I mean in hydrodynamic class back in college i was like, I was like <laughs> they were talked about point one and you know all this and i yeah i just applied that towards my elasticity of my rope <laughs> we got uh we got the right stuff going just geek out on the math have you ever considered getting a boat uh yeah as soon as you open up some doors to these sponsorships i'm, I'm <laughs> yeah, about yeah. it shop I can, show I can literally there, like no i mean yeah in uh in minnesota i had like you know dirt bike track and my brother had the boat so that's i'd spend a that's lot of that's better my... than your own boat i mean that's yeah. that's yeah. what the saying is right. you know the best your boat friends. is your buddy's boat yeah. exactly yeah, yeah. so he he you know Generally, I brought a little fuel, but he paid for everything else on the boat. It's nice. ex- it's expensive. I could do that. It's a good setup. I got Dude, that. I'll get yeah. you down with Parker. They'll fly you down. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. They'll fly you down. They'll set you on the boat. They'll teach you how to do everything. And then they just fly you back home. It's rad. Boom. Send well, you on your I way. I live out in Utah now in the summers. I was back and forth every six months for dude, like 15, 20 From Minnesota? Years. Yeah. And now we're out here now. So Full time? Full time. And, uh, so you mainly ride track it. on your dirt bike, or you you ride uh, off road as well? Uh, I grew up kind of like riding. My dad raced like enduros and hair scrambles and stuff. So we had trails in Minnesota. So mm-hmm. and then we built a track and stuff. Like, but you I probably know Danimals, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. We just did that hair scramble a couple of weeks ago. I saw or not a hair grand. scramble. It has a hair and hound. Yeah. Like Do you know he blew the he blew the ring on on uh, on Grenier's track bike? Oh, on the on his gas gas. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. He know was that. on 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 Chris's gas gas or on his on his track bike, and then mm-hmm. Grenz was riding his his trail bike. Right. He basically blew the motor. Oh, yeah. Whoops. No. And then the wheel apparently did some damage, right? Oh yeah, like dig the ding the front wheel. He rode on a flat for a while. <laughs> Dang. Hell yeah. He's a beast though. Damn. Yeah. Was, yeah. No. Yeah, name like that without being. I know. Yeah. Yeah. What do they call him? Moto Dan or something too. A dirt bike Dan. Dirt bike dirt bike Dan. <laughs> Dan. Yeah. Dude, that's a name. Yeah, that's cool. I'm down me. though. I'm down to get more out there, especially yeah. here in Utah. I just been riding. You know, we'll go dink around at other yeah. places besides the track and stuff. But do you ride with J Dub? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's my buddy. We used to work together on Mendo. Oh, there. sick. Yeah. yeah, Dubs here and there. He's more into trail riding. I think I, yeah. I got him to the track though once. Yeah. Where do you <laughs> I ride? Just track started at? riding track last year. It's just like. You know, Jordan River OHB or, or go up north to Ogden, you know, some of the homies at the membership. Or, yeah. Yeah. They were talking about that. I I want to get a bike and get into that, but it's just not there, especially with all the business stuff we're doing, right? And then in the, in the summertime, it's like you're on the boat. So it's a good time. We'll, we'll get you out on the boat, dude, for sure. Love it, man. Dude, it's, sounds fun. It's sick. We got any type of freaking board you want to. We've got this long board. It's called the Big Kahuna. The funnest thing ever. You can literally walk out to the front of the thing and just Jesus. And the boat just, you just stay there. It's so fun. 
Does, that sounds cool. Lit. My my little brother does a surf brand in California, Stewart Surfboards, and so he had for like ocean surf. Yeah, well, it, it was his father in law. Well, it's those still, are good boards, Stewart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His father in law. It's like a forty year old brand. It and yeah. uh, but anyways, over time now he's owning it and running it with his wife. But they made a board just for wake surfing for us, and it was it was basically a surfboard. It was like a I don't remember what it was, six zero or something. But oh, well, yeah, yeah the Stewart they, they make longboards. Yeah, yeah, yep. and so like, boards, yeah, but mainly yeah. known for the yeah. longboards Dude, and yeah, yeah. longboarding behind a boat is like it's funny. Uh, cause you get on like a, like a scammer, like a, even like a shorter surf style, like a four, three or something. And you've got to like pump to like get into it. And you get on, like you said, like a six O board or something. And you can like literally set a lawn chair in the middle of the board and just sit down. That's like, what my kids would do. They would, dude, <laughs> he you, could like start without the rope and oh, stuff out 100%. there and just be laying down you can and doing tricks. You can sh- paddle in. Yeah. The big thing now is foiling. Have you ever foiled? Mm-mm. Shit is sketchy, but if you get it down, it's rad. Like you've got like the big wing and I mean, you can, the fun thing. We, we were the air chair back in the day. Oh, it's yeah. the same, it's the yeah. same, yeah. same thing. It was, it was fun, awkward, but fun. Yeah. Well, and on, but on an air chair, you can't really like, you know, get into like pump, but on pumped. a foil. No, it's super yeah. weird. Yeah. You Just can like, like articulating your hip. I mean, you'd look like a <laughs> fool if you're doing that. Yeah. I'm pumping my air chair down the line, bro. Look out. Dude. <laughs> is it, I got a sore back now. Devin Supertramp. Is that that guy? Do you guys know him? Mm-mm. He's like a big YouTube Utah guy, and he would like do the freaking he'd backflip and like pal over other people's boats and shit like, on the air chair. Oh, yeah, oh, oh yeah, the yeah they air just chair like, backflips. Or, it's like boost. It's like the one move. trick you can do on an air chair, yeah. but like That's there's it. guys just do like keep doing them like you know forty yeah, flips consecutively. Backflip, backflip, yeah, backflip. it's nutty, but well, yeah. well, shit, yeah. Um, I think we're uh probably like an hour and a half time, so uh. We'll wrap it up. We People talked. Are tired of listening to us. Finish it on the air chair. No <laughs> air chair. We're going to talk about air chairs more. Like, it's the new, new <laughs> X Games sport. Hell yeah. It's better than shovel racing. Shovel racing. But uh, yeah, we, we talked about everything, dude. All your snowboarding, your company, your brand, everything you're building. It sounds super sick. Uh, I'm invested. I followed it all. So oh, right if, you, if you see a purchase come down the line, just He's, know I'm, I'm like, babe, we have to do it. He was the on the podcast. He's going to make him broke. He's just like throwing down on everything everybody's yeah, got. Yeah, Brandon, he started yeah. a pickleball company. I'm like, boom, made an yeah. order. It's um, like Steve said about dirt bikes and sleds. It's an investment, babe. Yeah. 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 Fun. yeah. Gonna, yeah. gonna get the value out of this. I'm in it. Yeah. But uh yeah, dude, I wanna I wanna thank you for coming on. We appreciate appreciate the hell of it. Okay. Shane, once again, thanks for having us here in your space. Yeah. Um, if you wanna remind anybody that's you know, still here listening when you're uh when your your uh your film's coming out, yeah, and uh where the people can find you. Yeah, well, first of all, thanks for having me on, Shane, Stu. Great to get some FaceTime. Great yeah, to meet you. And sure. uh, yeah, Lifeline comes out next fall. Um, I'm not sure where it'll be viewed. I believe TGR and Slush Magazine. We're going to do a, something in Utah as well, maybe a premiere tour. But uh, yeah, look forward. It's with Black Diamond, and uh, it's kind of like a career synopsis and uh, some current You'll see I'm still out there trying to scare myself. So, <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. That's good. That's the yeah. shit people want to see. Yeah. Yeah. Not scared of gun, not going fast enough. Yeah. That's right. Wise man said. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Right on, dude. Well, thanks for coming on. I had a good time. Cheers. Yeah. Likewise. Thanks. All right, fellas. Good work. Yeah.